Truth Espresso, episode 192. Face it, we all would rather sleep in this morning. <sighs> That's why God gave us espresso, to kickstart our zombified corpses into hyperdrive. And now, giving your mind and soul the morning shot of truth it craves. This is Truth Espresso with Daniel Minnick. Either friends, family, foes, and lurkers alike, we can't forget the lurkers here on Truth Espresso. Welcome, one and all, to another episode of Truth Espresso, and we are continuing a series that we started last week on the topic of slander. And so, if you're just diving into Truth Espresso for the first time, or if you haven't listened for a while and you're trying to catch up, we recommend that you at least catch up on the last episode so that we, you can get the whole series on slander. And I admit, as we've been doing this and we've been studying for it, this series is going to be kind of convicting, you know, (laughs) very practical and something that Christians need to know, because especially as Christians want to go into battle and engage the culture, we have to be very careful with how we do that, because method is important and slander is something that the Bible talks a lot about. And then we're going to look at some of that in this episode. Episode, and we will see how slander affects the slanderer as well as the slanderees, <laughs> I guess <laughs> if that's a word. <laughs> so I'd like to welcome my sweet, beautiful wife and co-host Chelsea here with me on this episode. Sweetheart, ready to dive into some more slander? <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's tackle this one. <laughs> Yeah, and there's a lot to tackle with this. And so when we think about slander, sometimes we might think of slander as just a weapon in someone's arsenal. And so it's kind of like, okay, slander's a skill, you know, and if you get good at it, then you come out on top. You can beat other people, you become victorious. But that's not the picture that the Bible paints with slander. So slander isn't just something that hurts other people and the slander gets off scot-free, you know, is the victor and so on. Slander affects negatively the person who utters the hurtful words. And so I'd like to look at a few points there with how slander affects the slanderer. So if you happen to use slanderous words, we can see how slander affects you in the end. This is what we're trying to avoid as we see how the Word of God addresses slander. And so first of all, if you slander other people, you can find that it can destroy your reputation. And that seems kind of like a backfiring effect, you know, say Eastern religions might call it karma or something, you know, but it's kind of like, okay, the purpose of saying hurtful words sometimes is to try to build yourself up. You know, if you bring everyone else down, it's intended to try to give you a veneer of you're better, you're more successful and so on. And so, yeah, you think you 
come out on top, but that's not what the Bible seems to say. <laughs> so I think a good verse that talks about kind of where the slander, like more of the root of the problem, where that comes from, and how it does affect the person who is saying these hurtful, harmful words or actions. In Proverbs 23, verse 7, it says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. (laughs) Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. So you think slander, like, it affects you all the way down to the heart because it's actually like your way of thinking of other people. So it affects you because you're constantly thinking negatively. Mm, And then pretty soon you become a negative person. You're considered a negative person, even Mm. though you were the one, I mean, kind of like you mentioned, you're the one trying to make yourself better or come up on top. But in the end, you are on the bottom or people don't want to be around you because you're considered a negative person. Mm-hmm. So I think that this verse in Proverbs is just good. Just thinking like, OK, this is a heart issue because when you're thinking negative things in your heart, that's just going to come out. And that's like basically who you are. Mm-hmm. But not to say that that's hopeless. God can change us. God can yeah. work with us and I liked how you said like this is something very convicting mm. reading through this, just thinking about wow, it's so important to think what we say, how we say it, mm. what we do, and just that everything we say and do has effects on people. Yeah, exactly. So our words mean things. And so, yeah, even for Christians, it can be easy to fall into slandering or even a habit or pattern of slandering because, as I mentioned before, it seems like it's a skill to acquire or it's a weapon in your arsenal and not realizing how it's a weapon against yourself. (laughs) And so, yeah, slanders are not fun people to be around except temporary. Temporarily for other slanders, you know, but then ultimately slanders fight each other too. So yeah, there's no good friendship there. Slandering definitely like destroys your reputation there. And any reputation that you think you might get can be destroyed pretty quickly. So Proverbs 29.20, it says, Seest thou a man that is hasty in his words? There is more hope of a fool than of him. (laughs) And there's a lot of verses, especially in Proverbs, about um, fools. (laughs) And yet, someone who is quick with his words, someone who doesn't think what he's going to say and will often say words that can be hurtful, someone who's quick to slander you know there's more hope of a fool than of him this sounds like pretty condemning here of like oh you can definitely lose your reputation you know like life destroying here (laughs) and in contrast to that proverbs 22 verse 1 says a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold So a good name or a good reputation is, you know, really one of the best things you can have. It's better than just being alone and having wealth. You know, wealth can disappear. You can't take wealth with you to the grave, but, you know, your reputation can live on. And so, you know, a reputation is something that you want to cling on to for your legacy and how you could be remembered. 
But becoming a slander, not thinking that slander is bad, not working to try to repair slander or practice not slandering, yeah, it can ultimately destroy your reputation, which really destroys your entire life. And so, yeah, if you find yourself being a slander and you realize that's what you do right now, you realize, oh, after listening to this, yeah, I kind of have a habit of it. Well, then it's time to stop in your tracks, think about how to change your speaking habits, I guess, and try to be less quick with your words and more look at other verses about being a listener first before you're speaking your mind. (laughs) So this really reminds me of that. I can't quite figure out what this is considered. One place said this was a children's idiom, (laughs) but you've probably heard this before, the saying where it says, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never break me. (laughs) And it was first reported to appear in the Christian Recorder in March 1862. Been around for a while. Yes. Um, It's also considered like an old adage. Mm -hmm. But it's so interesting because I think that's how people think. I don't think that saying is true, of course, but people often think, okay, when you see something visible, like someone beating someone up with a stick or throwing stones at people, that's more obvious of the hurt Mm. and damage that you're causing. But words are less obvious, but they can be even more damaging (laughs) than sticks and stones can be. So I think that even though that saying is off, it's just something to just think about that, okay, our words are even more damaging than beating someone with sticks and stones. (laughs) Yeah. Not saying that either is (laughs) right. Yeah. We're not saying, oh, okay, let's replace your slander with violence. No. (laughs) But just thinking like, okay, just how important our words are. And again, Mm. I know we mentioned this last week too, that people just, don't put any thought into words or what they're saying and Mm. how different terms are being changed and I mean words have lost their meaning Mm. and (laughs) unfortunately that is not good because so many times people think it's funny to put others down Mm. and they kind of encourage other people to put others down so I think that this is something our culture has really just run off with as far as thinking that slander is okay and you know the verses that we're looking at it's saying no this is not okay Mm. so it's just something yeah really to think about as we're going through these verses here Mm. yeah as you mentioned about the sticks and stones like okay often getting beat up as a kid and stuff like that physical wounds many of them can often heal you know your body knows how to heal some of their physical wounds and move on but sometimes something that's spoken might have effects years decades down the road and of course kids have to learn how to speak properly and so we recognize you know like i can't believe you know you said this to me when you were when we were eight years old you know and i still remember and stuff we recognize that kids have learning to do with that but so 
we should be able as adults, mature adults, especially Christians, that, okay, we had to learn how not to be slanderous with our words and to put away childish things. And so, yeah, if we have a a friend or so on who, when we're like eight years old, you know, said some things, we recognize, yeah, that was the mind of an eight-year-old. We could try to move on from that and stuff. But as adults, if adults are in the habit of slandering each other, that's kind of hard to get over. And when adults kind of act childish and slander each other, the verbal wounds can persist for a long time, if not for life. So yeah, that's definitely a good illustration there, sweetheart, how different words can wound versus uh, physical wounds there. Don't you think, too, as parents, that this is something important that we not only try and model for our children, but also teach them? Like Mm. you said, it's, I mean, just kind of like our kids naturally lie or rebel or Mm. we have that sin nature. But this is another area where it seems like a lot of times parents just kind of laugh or like think, oh, that was funny or that was cute if their child is putting down another kid. Mm. But it seems like it would be more beneficial for that child. Like how we're pointing out saying harmful things can actually hurt yourself. Wouldn't that be prudent of us as parents to teach our children how to be kind and say words that are uplifting other people or kind? Like I know we use that term a lot with our kids. Like that's not a kind word. Let's use our kind words or I think that it just seems like that's something else that's kind of lost too, that parents don't recognize that, okay, we should be teaching our kids this even. You know, a lot of movies that will, you know, (laughs) show parent-child relationships, you know, there could be lots of, lots of slander there, (laughs) not examples for how Christians should try to live and model it in their lives, but... (laughs) (laughs) Hello, this is Keith Helsley of Quest for Truth. And I'm Nathan Caldwell. Together, we talk about worldviews. Things that affect our pop culture today. We roleplay the viewpoints represented. We sift through some of the faulty logic in them. And compare them to what scripture says. Once a month, we dig into the Bible. Going through one book at a time. One verse or phrase at a time. Exposing the truth in Scripture. Truth exposed. Hey, that sounds like a good name for a podcast. I like it. How about explicit truth? No. Hmm. How about naked truth? No, no, no. Check out Truth Exposed on the first week every month. You missed something, Keith. Our audio drama. As long as our protectorate players have all their parts in. And our lazy script department has the scripts ready. Um, isn't that you? Make that our hard-working script department. Watch for new audio dramas on the third week of the month. Quest for truth. Because if it's true... It's true inside the Bible, as well as outside the Bible. Check out life-truth.com.
So second point to get to for how slander, if you're the one slandering, how it can affect you yourself is that any gains that you think you get, you might actually get as a result of it are temporary. So if you're slandering to try to get ahead of other people, to try to acquire wealth, as we mentioned in the last episode, it's going to be temporary and verse I have here is Proverbs twelve nineteen, which says, The lip of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment, showing temporarily a lying tongue might be able to get away with lying, might get what it seeks from lying about other people temporarily, but it turns out to be for a moment. Yeah, I like this point. It's something that I think is hard to think about, that it's a temporary (laughs) fix, basically. (laughs) And a lot of times it's like, oh, if I do this, then then I'm going to, you know, make the promotion or (laughs) whatever you're trying to gain out of that. But then again, since it's such a core heart issue, that temporary promotion isn't going to last once you are putting down more people or (laughs) you're not at that mature level to be in that position. I don't know. There's, you know, so many different consequences that can come from that, of course. But I was thinking another verse that was really good for this part was John 8 verse 44. And Jesus is saying, ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. (laughs) Yeah, just thinking like, okay, we saw how short-lived Satan's (laughs) trying to gain um, power and position that was very short-lived, and then he was punished and banished from heaven because of that. And I just think if we think about, okay, when we're slandering, when we're lying, we're gossiping, we're putting down people that we're acting like Satan, the father of lies. We're not acting like Jesus, who is truth, (laughs) who is love, who is kindness. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. In the last episode, we talked about briefly about how Jesus is the ultimate example of someone who had to deal with slander, you know, throughout his whole ministry up until through his trials, his crucifixion, even when he's hanging on the cross, he's getting slandered and so on. But yeah, (laughs) Jesus proves that you can resist slandering people and you can deal with people slandering you and and so on. Yeah, so he's definitely the model for that. I think it's interesting, too, in verse 45, I mean, just to kind of summarize it, but basically when you're in that place of lying or slandering, the verse is saying that you cannot even hear or understand truth. Mm, Yeah. And so it's like, okay, it's kind of good that it's a temporary (laughs) thing because otherwise you wouldn't be able to hear or understand truth. And that's what we need to get to to understand the gospel and what Jesus did for us and let him work in our hearts. I just think it's interesting, like when you're in that place of slander that you can't even understand or comprehend truth. 
Yeah, which is very tragic for people. If they get used to slandering, then it's like they end up believing their own lies. And it's the ability to discern truth goes out the window and can't really function long or live long in a condition where you can't discern truth. <laughs> As I see in First Peter 3.10, the Apostle Peter says, For he that will love life and see good days... Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. So, yeah, if you're wanting to, if you love your life and you want to enjoy it, you know, <laughs> like with a pure heart, you actually get to enjoy it and it's not a struggle and a strife and a competition and stuff all the time, then you refrain your tongue from evil and don't be speaking guile or, you know, <laughs> slander with your lips. You know, I think that's a really good verse demonstrating the quality and the quantity of your life by avoiding slander (laughs) that's a really cool verse because that actually goes along with my trivia question for you oh are we doing (laughs) trivia next (laughs) yes okay just because it yeah it fits so well okay who do you think has a longer lifespan people that are like pessimistic or optimistic (laughs) a life's longer lifespan Mm -hmm. well I don't know. I would think that it would be those who are optimistic. (laughs) Right. Okay. I would think so too. (laughs) So you found the statistics on that or uh, some kind of report on that there? Yes. So two contradicting reports actually. Okay. (laughs) So the APA in 2013, it's the American Psychology Association. They put out a report that people who are pessimistic tend to live longer. (laughs) And they were saying that because pessimists tend to like worry more about Mm. everything that they tend to be healthier and (laughs) do more so then they live longer (laughs) but then when you read the article it's like okay their definition of being a pessimist is not really what a pessimist is (laughs) it just sounds like someone who's concerned about doing the right thing (laughs) yeah So I was reading another article too that was kind of evaluating the APA's article and they're like, that would actually be termed more a realist. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, the other research article I was looking at published in 2019 said that optimistic people are 11 to 15% more likely to live longer and also they're more likely to reach the age of 85 years. So (laughs) being optimistic... Having that attitude of thinking good of others and stuff can actually affect the longevity. But also, it was interesting just looking at being negative, having that slanderous kind of attitude and way of living actually affects you physically, (laughs) where it can slow down your digestion It can decrease your immune system, like your response. Mm. So people that are more negative about people, about themselves, they tend to be more sick. They tend to struggle with chronic headaches. They can show signs of depression, anxiety, and they're more likely to turn to substance abuse. Mm. And I was like, (laughs) okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. But it also makes you think of why the scripture is so concerned about not being in this negative mindset and talking negative about people and 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes we think, oh, well, that's because we just need to be nice to people. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, God puts that in there because it's even deeper than that. It can affect our well-being, like our health and mm-hmm. our mind and our heart. And <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the point is that no one is privileged or no one benefits from slander. <laughs> mm-hmm. As we see, not the one slandering, not the slandery. So advice Try to get out of the habit of slandering (laughs) for your sake and the sake of others. (laughs) And I also see for how the gain is temporary for slandering. Proverbs 21, 28 says, A false witness shall perish, but the man that heareth speaketh constantly. So, you know, saying, okay, those who actually speak, the ones who hear first tend to end up being the one who will be heard positively uh, Mm -hmm. later on, but the false witness shall perish. So, yeah, being someone who turns a slandering can ultimately lead to your death. And so that shows how gain is temporary. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Also have Proverbs 10, verse 6. And that says, blessings are upon the head of the just, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. And I was looking at this up in commentaries about what does it mean by violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. It's basically the idea that you end up receiving basically what you're dishing out, like the things that you're saying or the intentions of why you say it, the penalties you inflict come back on you. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So what you think you're accomplishing by putting other people down often comes back later, you know, can come back on you. And now other people slander you and you end up suffering as a result. Say goodbye to what you thought were gains from your slander. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just got this really funny picture in my head with that verse. (laughs) Have you ever seen like boomerangs? (laughs) Oh, that's a good illustration of that. (laughs) Or you like throw that slanderous word out there and then the boomerang comes back and like hits you in the head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Slander can take me very far. You know, the the farther you try to go with it, the more it's going to come back hard on you. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Sorry. (laughs) That is a good illustration. Boomerang. The slander boomerang. Yeah. So don't throw slanderous boomerangs, <laughs> is what that Proverbs is saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you're not intending for it to be a boomerang, but it is. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> so now, now that we've looked at how slander affects the slander, let's look at how slander affects others. Now, it might seem to go without saying, but these are negative effects that really can make the slander not aware of just how much it really can affect other people. You know, like, well, I didn't intend it to do that. And so it kind of affects you too, but it shows just how much it affects other people, possibly more than the slander is intending. So the primary problem with slander and how it affects other people is that you kind of lose friends over it. You end up making enemies. 
So Proverbs 15, verse 1, the second half of that kind of makes the point here. It says, A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. So you can have people angry at you if you're causing or responding with slanders. And so slander has been known to turn friends into enemies. You know, like some people can try to be friends afterwards, but they're so hurt that they're trying to figure out, okay, well, how can I get back at him? And it gets worse and worse and blows up until you have what seemed like friendly fire at first turns into, you know, a war. (laughs) So I think that verse is so convicting (laughs) (laughs) yeah especially it can be hard to follow this verse yeah yeah and i think being a parent it really convicts you too because it's like so easy to Mm. tease or like you want to have fun with your kids but i think that sometimes it can Mm. go too far and it can cause that negative Mm -hmm. emotion for your kids like Instead of teasing, the child could feel that it was putting them down or being a negative thing. (laughs) Or you also have the other side of it that you could tease them excessively to where they are provoked to anger. (laughs) And that was one verse I was thinking of just with how this affects other people is that sometimes our slander is words can cause relationships to fall apart or be more strained be more distant. And Ephesians 6, 4 is a good one where it says, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is like directed towards fathers just because I think fathers have that place in that position where they are in authority and you look at them as your, you know, protector, Mm, you know, as that father-child position. And then when the father doesn't have restraint in hmm. using slanderous words or even in like negative teasing and stuff that that can just put such a strain on that child to where that child's heart starts to harden and become angry towards his father. And so I think that hmm. this is such an important thing for us to think about, even with our children and with our spouse. How hmm. do we talk to them? Are we putting them down with our words or are we building them up? Because we don't want to be pushing them away. We want to be drawing closer to them. And I I just think that to me, this part is like so important that we learn how to communicate (laughs) in ways that we are building up. Yeah, definitely. So you are. And yeah, especially when it says fathers provoke not your children to wrath. I know it's like also in disciplinary situations and it can be easy for fathers to just kind of blow up or want to yell at their kids or tell them things like, how could you do that? Or, you know, what were you thinking or something like that? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's definitely important, especially with disciplining children to avoid slanders. You know, like I know there can be the heat of the moment, but you got to like pause and think and before you react, try to figure out, okay, how should I handle this difficult situation in a way where I don't make my children angry at me or children will remember things that their parents said, you know, that was demeaning and so on, even when they're little kids up until when the kids are grown up and <laughs> adults they'll still remember that so it's important while your children are little do not you know try to avoid or if you do 
say something that slips, apologize and let your children know that you love them because you don't want to leave things hanging and let them stew over something you said and you don't resolve and don't let them know, yeah, I'm sorry I reacted. I don't mean that. I love you and please forgive me for reacting wrongly. Yeah, I know. That's one of those areas where it can be difficult, but you got to try to pause and think and heal wounds before they fester. Castle Rock Women's Health is a pro-women and pro-life clinic and ministry serving women of all ages and backgrounds in the community of Castle Rock, Colorado and the surrounding areas. Castle Rock Women's Health offers well-women care, prenatal care, extended postpartum care, licensed clinical Christian counseling, fertility awareness, hormone therapy, childbirth classes, STI testing and treatment, ultrasounds, and even the abortion pill reversal. Castle Rock Women's Health uses your generosity to offer services at little to no cost for many women in situations where insurance is not available. But Castle Rock Women's Health needs your help. To serve women better in the community, Castle Rock Women's Health is looking to move into a new office. Please consider a charitable donation to help Castle Rock Women's Health offer life-affirming care and reach more women with the love of Jesus Christ by going to givesendgo.com forward slash crwh. That's givesendgo.com forward slash crwh and be a blessing to women in need. For more information about Castle Rock Women's Health, please visit our website at crwomenshealth.com. Thank you so much. So I have a question for you about this. The first part of the verse you read in Proverbs 15, 1, (laughs) a soft answer turneth away wrath. (laughs) So is there ever times where a soft answer may not be appropriate? Like, I mean, it might not be the solution to every situation that involves slander, but like, say someone is just plain evil and intent to destroy you and kill you or something like that. Maybe they're trying desperately to get someone to avenge themselves because that's what they want. And so persecution, vengeance, and you say something in response and then they're frustrated and they're going to lash out desperately trying to get you to say the wrong thing. You know, you don't want to slander back, but by slander, I don't mean righteous judgment, but like telling lies and so on but sometimes i think the situation talking out here is a situation where you're among friends and someone says something hurtful but then you reply with something that will diffuse (laughs) the mood there and instead of getting the quarrel going all of a sudden it's just oh it made me think about what i just said because you just said something nice and now like now i feel bad for what i said you know so i guess my question is if it's a soft answer that doesn't necessarily mean you're like saying something untrue (laughs) like you don't want to say oh 
you're so kind oh, if someone no, was mean to yeah, you. Yeah, I don't think what it means like that. Like something truthful, but instead of returning slander for slander, you know, the Bible talks about rendering evil for evil. Like this is just, you return something that's truthful, that's not hurtful. <laughs> Say like, maybe you should pray about it. God might bless you for your prayers or thoughts or something. You know what I do when I get in the mood to, say something wrong you know like i stop and think about it and then i pray and you know it helps make me feel better or something like that and then the person might think wait i just insulted you and now you say that now i feel bad you know maybe i shouldn't have said that <laughs> thanks for clarifying <laughs> <laughs> hope that made sense there but yeah yeah. So slandering can make you uh, make enemies out of friends. So I have Proverbs twenty six twenty eight. It says, a lying tongue hateth those that are afflicted by it, and a flattering mouth worketh ruin. So that's interesting where Solomon says that someone who's slandering people, the slander is in effect hating the ones that he's slandering, you know, hateth those who are afflicted by it. So you say something hurtful, it actually hurts people. You're hating people that you're slandering. So that's something to keep in mind there, you know, as you're creating unnecessary enemies through slander. Proverbs 11, 9, a hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. And that also demonstrates that someone who's slandering is demonstrating that he doesn't have good knowledge. <laughs> the knowledgeable, the wise person is not someone who would slander and in effect destroy his neighbor <laughs> and then finally proverbs twenty five eighteen says a man that beareth false witness against his neighbor is a maul and a sword and a sharp arrow i know we looked in the last episode about how words can be like swords and piercing and cutting and stuff like that so yeah you want to make an enemy well false witness lies slander is like a weapon on someone and you know so we hope that we gave quite a few verses here in this episode and yeah as i mentioned i'm feeling pretty convicted here you know <laughs> i don't know about you sweetheart but yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah those are a lot of verses that we brought up and i think that helps to go through the word of god and to see just how destructive slander can be and i hope that this will help you to keep in mind how we should avoid slander because how slandering can hurt you and hurt other people. And so, yeah, there is no good that comes from slander. It's not a tool. It's not a weapon. It's not a way to get ahead by putting other people down. There is no beneficiary. It doesn't make you benefit while other people suffer. Everyone suffers as a result of slander. It will come back on you. It will destroy you. It will destroy the quality of your life along with other people's lives. And so, Christian listener to Truth Espresso, try to make it a habit. Recognize when slander comes out of your mouth and make amends. Apologize if you have to. Work on thinking 
looking before you leap or look before you leap, listen before you speak, which I know that we'll, we'll look at that in the next episodes. We talk about solutions to slander. So stay tuned for the next episode of Truth Espresso and God bless. Thank you for waking up with Truth Espresso. Good morning, and God bless your day. Hey friends, Daniel Minnick here again. If you liked waking up to this episode of Truth Espresso, I would really appreciate it if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever application you use to listen to Truth Espresso.